at the center of the universe. At the border between the light and the dark stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the heroes of Grayskull have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria, and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come the power. The power to be supreme. The power to be all-knowing. The power to be... Legends of Grayskull. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 and a half of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Primus, Norder, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Golden Books, Mini Comics, and DC Comics. I'm your host, Matthew Dooch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? I just woke up. (laughs) <laughs> we've just had this discussion but okay. at being a dad at, at 10 o'clock at night doing this three hours yes. of sleep last week a night boy so yes i am here but i had a little nap just shortly before this so yeah <laughs> we are missing our, our early morning record time right about it's now. wearing on us. yeah <laughs> quarantine is wearing on us even so yeah yes. <laughs> But hey, you but know, we want to uh, keep it. We want to keep it coming to all you guys. You guys have all supported yeah. us very much. So we, me and Sean, were just talking about this. Uh, it's been great. All the feedback we've gotten, all the support we've gotten from the fan community, um, mm-hmm. and we're going to keep it going. We we need this every week. You guys are enjoying it every week. So if we have to stay up till the Lord hours of the night, uh, well, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> We're here today, we're going to discuss some comics. Sean, what are we discussing today? We are talking issue three of the Masters of the Universe miniseries from DC Comics. Within these walls, Armageddon. Armageddon. With the, uh, I, I said it last time we talked about it, but to me that cover is, let this be our final battle, right. basically. It's it, it it still reminds me of that moment from the movie. So, and we're already there in the first mini series of the '80s for Masters of the Universe. We're already in that in this moment, final. Battle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. You and I before we started recording, it was kind of funny because when we got when we got everything up and running uh, for the for the listeners, we both had this. So this is the third issue. Yeah. Is this the same writer? Yes, <laughs> and it is. We'll start right there. So this is Within These Walls Armageddon. Uh, the writer was, once again, Paul Kupperberg. Uh, we got George Tuska penciling this time. Robin Rodriguez inking. Uh, ben Oda is the letterer. Anthony Tallinn is the colorist. And Dave Manick is still the editor. So the majority of the crew is still the same. Uh, from the previous issue, uh, mm-hmm. what was it? New ink? No, new penciler and new colorist. So, uh, new anchor and and new colorist. Yeah, Tuska's been the penciler right, the whole I'm, time. 
But we lost us Alfredo Alcala as of last issue, which I'm still – I mentioned this before we started too. I'm still debating if he – if if he didn't have assists of some sort last issue because right. the artwork we're getting into in this issue has a feel similar to the last issue at points because Alcala had a little more of his handiwork to the inks in the first and some of the second, but this one is starting to feel a little more traditionally like DC Marvel like studio feel to me. So there, there is a little less of that Al- Alcala um, line work and the way he would handle his inks and brushes and pens. So, but we'll but go from there. It's, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little, uh, it's a better transition though than what some current comics have done when people have taken over for other people mid issue. So yeah, I, no, I, I won't fight <laughs> you there. I won't fight you. I know that bugged you and, and stuff. And, I mean, even looking back at the last issue, I'm actually wondering if if uh, Klaus Jansen did some of the inks or something because there's definitely some like sketchier ink work that makes me think of like the covers. Even yeah. I don't know. That, that'd be interesting to find out if there if there was somebody giving assists to, to the last issue. But we're we're sticking to this one, and uh, yeah. this one is. <laughs> it's like story wise the last two stories were kind of concise they were they were um there was a lot more to those stories like we were saying it's like you know those those two issues were like meals unto themselves compared to the typical comic books where there's the slow decompression yeah kind of storytelling uh both issues up to this point have been quite chock full of story and events. Right. And I mean, heck, last issue we had three battles in one issue. Mm-hmm. You don't get that often anymore. Yeah, and it felt, it felt jam-packed. There was a beginning, a middle, yeah. and end, and it was a full, complete story within the, the main story. Yep. Oh, it's it's exploding. <laughs> <laughs> For it, Matt's house, at least. So, yeah, um... <laughs> so yeah, so we got the classic uh, classic cover here. Uh, He-Man and Skeletor going at it, each with a half of the power sword. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we jump right back in. We jump in with Zodak here, uh, racing through nowhere. Which mm-hmm. I was trying to remember. I actually meant to run upstairs, but all my multiverse comics are upstairs now. Um, was, did they call it Nowhere in the Multiverse when uh, Anti-Eternia... Met the cosmic enforcers there. Do you remember? I want to say yes. Yeah, I think, um, I think so too. I think this is where I, he pulled it from. I, yeah, I want to say it was a nod to these, or I guess maybe this is just. I that's the thing. My my knowledge of Zodak is pretty lacking. Hmm. So the idea, uh, like I know Zodak is more of a character that he'll just randomly show up. Right. And help to balance the scales of good and evil, mm-hmm. but I never I never knew where he existed. I thought right. he always just was like flying through space. But I'm guessing that's where, you know, the cosmic enforcers are stationed in nowhere, I'm guessing. Right. And now I feel really dumb and if yeah. you know more than I do, feel free to tell me. Because <laughs> uh yeah, I, I'm the like 
definitely not well versed on him to be honest so yeah he's well he's one of those characters as you're when you're a kid he's really boring and yeah uh, and and he's one of those characters who did not have a clear story from from toy to comic to cartoon like you know he's mm-hmm. supposed to be like an evil bounty hunter to begin with and then but even now here i mean again this is published in uh february of 1983 so mm-hmm. this comic is at the beginning of the line here, and even so, we're already pushing back past those first four mini comics. We're creating new story. We got the secret identity of Adam, uh, and we've got Zodak pretty much into his cosmic enforcer role here um, mm-hmm. already. I mean, this is how quick Mattel, yes, Mattel changed this lineup here so quickly as they were trying to figure out where all these pieces went together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just took it as as you know, nowhere is like this place, like between the dimensions, you know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of like a a fast pass, a wormhole, if you will, so he can travel through mm-hmm. the cosmos quicker. Um, and he gives a, a bit of backstory here to himself as well. This is probably one of the one of the best you know explanations of Zodak that we get out of the eighties. Um. And, you know, he says he, he's constantly riding through the spaceways. He's got to observe, but he can't act a lot of times. But now something terrible is, ha- is about to happen, and he has to intervene. Um, and, and somewhere in here it even said, you know, he's heading to Eternia, even though that's not even his home. So he's not even from Eternia in this. He's just... He's got to he's got to look at the whole universe and and try and help where he, where he has to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, basically, it, the way the way the wording here sounds, it's basically he he's talking about you know he's worried Skeletor is going to triumph, and mm-hmm. what he observes next is the destruction of Eternia and the annihilation of the universe and the way that that sounds to me almost is like he's seen what Skeletor has done elsewhere and he didn't take action fast enough or he let those events unfold so now here we are in this current state where he knows what's going to happen he knows what's up he's going to try to do something about it this time around and you know I like I like that about him it's you know for him being a neutral character, and in Filmation, I know you've mentioned a couple times, he has that very calm, even yeah. tone. But it, here, it gives him a bit of a race against time sort of a vibe that I kind of... I, I always like that ticking clock aspect in yeah. storytelling. So it, it definitely makes him less unemotional. It gives him that, like, oh, crap kind of vibe about like his mission now. So yeah, I no, think that's no, fun. Here he definitely feels like once he decides to take action, he's on the side of the good guys. Like he will actively fight yeah. against an evil once he decides it's time. Uh, yeah. Very different than the filmation, for sure. But he does still have a space chair here. So well, yeah. That's... <laughs> if there was ever if there was ever an embodiment of a of a dad in the eighties while the kids ran around like He Man and Skeletor fighting each <laughs> other, it would be Zodak and the freaking lazy boy cosmic <laughs> chair yep, yep. flying around and just going, I'm only gonna intervene if I know that your mother's gonna yell at me to intervene <laughs> in you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never good, ever equated that to him until now, analogy, and the more I think yeah. about it, it's like, it's like, hey kids, here's the best figure in your in your collection, Zodak. I hope he reminds you of your father. <laughs> <laughs> And then and then I go down the rabbit hole. You ever watch the Goldbergs? Of course, yes, yes. yes, The 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 whole the dad. The minute he comes home, he puts his pants off, and he's in the his tiny whiteies in his comfy chair. I mean, my God, it's perfect. It is. That's it. I'm never going to look at the same way again. See, I can't unsee it either. Now that we're talking about it. So anyway, oh. now we'll we'll move along from there because I don't need to think about <laughs> tidy whities and Zodak at the moment. That's that's a that's nightmare fuel for another hour or two away. So, um, <laughs> so let's let's get so, into yeah. the fighting part, fighty fighty as fighty Kevin's fighty. That's it. We're ca- so next page here, a nice two page <laughs> battle spread. Lots of ghosts and goblins and demons and everything you can imagine. Uh, and just a quick recap of uh, every, who everybody is. Stratos, He-Man, Man-Arms, Tila, Battlecat. Um, yeah, just catching everybody up. Who's who, once again, these are the first comics to come out here in the 80s, so they're trying to remind the readers, hey, these are these guys, remember them from last issue. Um, Basically. Uh, the, the one thing they did in this uh, art, artistically <laughs> that already is like one of those one of those uh it it drives me nuts because i know they do it in the early golden books as well Mm -hmm. is every this is not helping me with the damn uh white tidy whitey thing analogy but every one of the heroes has striped underwear instead of fur loincloths and that just makes me go like stop i it's it's a it's a stupid little thing but when i see it, it it just I can't not see it in this. It's like the the one that I like the most is Tila because she's got that she's got that sass and she's shooting that pistol and it's like you go get him, kid. I love that. No, but, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> there's great. there's definitely. But yeah, that, I see what you're saying. That about, whole about the the loincloths they're really not drawn the way they, they should like, be. They're like ribbed or something. It's really creeping me out. So I, I need to move away from yeah. that. And then we have Skeletor's face. They're being really it, lazy on him. Oh my god! Like Skeletor's <laughs> Skeletor's face in this, I, it's like it's like the guy went to the dentist and he was fitted for something and he, they didn't get the right fitting or something for the for his <laughs> teeth. It's like it's it's not Skeletor in any way I've seen him until this, and I'm like, I'm glad this is the only time we see him like this. To be honest, so right. I I hate bashing artists' work. I'm gonna flat out say that I I know these people have done this and they they were professional artists creating this, but when I see this version of Skeletor versus what we've already seen mm-hmm. in the last two issues. It's like ah, that wasn't what I was told. <laughs> I want to see the original one that looked actually like spooky and ghoulish here. I don't want to see. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, those teeth, man. Yeah, that's like a killing. primate skull with. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and the the one thing I do want to say I I really like here, and then you know I'm good. At it. We can move on if you want. That I like what they say about He Man. I like that they say uh, He Man, champion of a world in service to to she they call the goddess the greatest warrior ever known on a world where heroes are bred. It's like, 
can that be any more hair on your chest about this character? That's just right. cool. Like, it's like the main talking main. about alpha male. Yeah, Absolutely. it's very alpha male of He-Man to be described this way. So that's really cool. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I, I just love all the, <laughs> all the demons on this page, especially these two guys by He-Man here, like that wing guy and then that little zombie in the bottom corner there. Like, those guys are just awesome. Um, yeah, the the wing guy especially, he would have made a good classics figure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Any of these any of these monsters throughout this whole mini series would have made awesome figures. Like Yeah. Just release a five pack of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get on to the next page here where we actually get some story going. Uh Zodak dispatches all of the demons uh by himself. And he and here we get the, some of the explanation we've been looking for. Um, he and He Man's kind of a jerk to him here again. Here he got a little, little quick to temper, a little feistier He Man in this story because he calls him out. He's like, "Oh, now you show up, Zodak. Why? Where were you when Skeletor <laughs> was abducting the goddess?" Mm-hmm. And Zodak fires right bad at, back at him. He's like, "Do not judge me by matters you don't understand." I am Zodak. I do what I must. No more, no less. So he's that like is I said, a father. Yeah, he's, and he's not <laughs> like I I say, he's not quite the filmation. Like I have to keep the balance. He's, you know, he's like I got to play my part, and that's it. The rest of it, I got to stay out of. You know, so mm-hmm. I know it's a slight yeah. variation, but I think it's I think it's a big distinction here between the two characters. So and, yeah, and. Uh, it, it opens up the the gates to the actual universe that they're talking about being masters of, which right. I think is cool because it's like He Man is like a part of the chessboard that's happening here, and you know He Man's looking at it as you know this is an important thing, and I like the idea. Zodak's kind of like, yeah, you're one of eighty some things I'm dealing with right now. I'm doing this. This is the most that you're going to get out of me for right. this or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, and T- Tila, she's full sass. She's giving it to him, too, you know. She calls him Mr. <laughs> yeah, I'm not impressed, Mr. Not while yeah. Skeletor is running free to gain power over Eternia. Um, and then, you know, Zodak points out here for them. He's like, he's like you know, same thing He-Man's been wondering this whole ish- the whole series. You know, why is Skeletor, you know, where are these demons coming from? Why is Skeletor sending these demons to stop you on the quest he sent you on? You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, he takes the talismans here. Um, and, and then and then he still won't even tell him. He still won't even tell him <laughs> who's who's behind the demons and everything. I. I I had to laugh at that when I was reading it earlier. I'm like, why why aren't you telling them, you know? Uh, But us as the readers finally get to find out. And it is Damon who, if you recall, back in issue two, this was the the wizard that He-Man fought to save uh, the village in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, That was his first time Adam turned into He-Man. Right. In the whole thing, so... A poignant day, but yeah. So now we now we know who's behind this, and when we see him, what do you think? I, <laughs> the actual design of the guy. 
I st- well that and that's the thing, and that's what bugs me to this day. It bugged me the first time I read this years ago when I picked it up. It's why did they use a completely different look for Damon when He Man fought him in issue two? Mm-hmm. He, you know. Yeah. He was this yeah. like horn demon sorcerer looking guy. Mm-hmm. And now he's just, uh... He looks like Gargamel from the Smurfs. I yeah, mean, I was going to say, he looks like a Popeye villain or something, a yeah. Popeye, yeah, that's a good one. He's just, <laughs> he, he's, he's a stereotypical human sorcerer. I don't know. He, his design does nothing for me. I would have rather seen that horn guy back from issue two. You know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't, they don't say a reason why he's different. Is he supposed to be different? Did they mess up in the other issue? Uh, I've, I've always wondered that. And I don't, I don't even have an answer. I, if it's been answered, I don't know it, but. <sighs> yeah. I mean, even the bird and everything, there's this, um, yeah, there's yeah. this Popeye thing going on with him. That's like, he does, he, he feels completely not of masters right. and that's kind of what that, that's the beginning of my what mm-hmm. the heck are they doing here you know and eh, we'll keep going but yeah <laughs> so but yeah so here, we, we're beginning <laughs> so we find and i guess here's here's the thing for me it's um i'm probably gonna skip around a little bit because i'm not going with but basically, Damon's whole thing is that he doesn't want Skeletor to rule Eternia because he's not even of this world. He's from across the multiverse, and he's an interloper, and Damon's born on Eternia, and he deserves to rule. And it's basically the same argument we had with Merman mm-hmm. in issue two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's... It's it's it's, it's not like a just, compelling. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we yeah. just did this. We just did this with Merman trying to stop uh, Man Arms Tila and Stratos underwater because he felt he should rule because he was Eternian born and not Skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we got this generic looking villain who's got the same motivation, and yeah. So, but we find out that Damon has orchestrate all this because wherever he's imprisoned here he can see the power swords but he can't access them um yeah yet denied me by power superior to my own he says yeah so he needs to draw Skeletor to him in order to be able to access these. Then bear with us here, okay? Because this whole... This plot thing gets a little weird from here on out. I'm just going to warn everybody right now. It's going to get a a little confusing here. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so... uh, Then we, we, we jump back... So yeah, so he's Damon's there. I think I even said more than he said already. But basically, he's 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 tra- he, the power swords are within his sight. I don't know if he's trapped here or that just where he lives and the source or the goddess put them there. It's never really clear. 
Um, I think the way I took it, and this is just me spitballing real quick, is yeah. I feel like he lives here, and he can see where they are using his magic because he's been like projecting and seeing the the events with He Man and everything else. But it's like he would probably be able to get to where they are if that magic wasn't so potent around them, protecting them. And it's just, you know, it's driving him nuts. But I think he's not, like, between dimension. He's just there on Eternia right. in this random hippie cave right. that he has. Um, so, uh, yeah, he he so looks like not... he follows the dead. <laughs> so they're not actually in the... See, because here it looks like they're actually in the cave with him. And that's how it and... reads to me, too. But then yeah. later here, it says that they're actually in Grayskull. So it's... Yeah, and the, uh, I, either that or he's he's somehow found a way into Grayskull, which that, like I said, I this yeah. is confusing. This whole part for me. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I, I read it a few times. Maybe he is in Grayskull here. Maybe that's where they don't really explain it well. Honestly, it's just uh, you know he did he's he's just he's trying to get. Basically, he doesn't have enough power to get through this force field to the power sword, so he set all this elaborate stuff up to get Skeletor there so that they can combine their power and get to the power swords. So, yeah. Um, but we'll jump back. We'll get There's more on that in a minute. We'll jump back with the heroes here. Um, and, and there's Odax explaining that now that they have the talismans, they may go directly to the sword. It's the it's the it's the cheat code. It's the it's the uh, left left right right up down up down. You know, so that they can go <laughs> right to the last yep. level. Um, mm-hmm. And they say, well, yeah, but none of us know how to use it. And he's like, well, great, that's fine because I do. Um, <laughs> I'm useful. <laughs> so he 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 uses them to open this portal to the sword. He gets Zor there so that they can lead them. Uh, or no, he's sending Zor on another thing, and then he's sending the heroes to the sword here again. This. This is why I wondered why it was the same writer because everything's so unclear here. It's mm-hmm. it, it's it's really weird. Um, but yeah, we got we got Zor uh, going on a mission for Zodak, and then uh, and then the heroes are there. He's opening a portal for them to go straight to the power swords. So, um, but he's not going to help them. <laughs> Yeah, of course not. <laughs> after after they've had they've traded words and all that stuff, he's just like, "You guys are jerks. I'm going to send you on your way." Right. Yeah. So <laughs> then you're not accompanying us. <laughs> yeah, right. I dare not. I dare not, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> like, so at he... the very end, he's like calling Talentilo woman and yeah. all this stuff. And then my friend, Zo- it's like Zodak and Stratos, they tight. You know? Yeah. But everybody else is like, you're jerks. But yeah, Peace. no, but Zodak did exactly what he said. He said, I, I will do exactly what I need to, no more, no less. He's like, I came here, I opened the portal for you, I'm done. I'm out, have a great day. I am Union, it is my break time now. So. <laughs> I will I will be resting against this, this uh, shovel for the rest of the day, waiting mm-hmm. to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So yeah, so then so then we jump back to Skeletor. He's upset that the heroes are taking so long, and he's he's trying to figure out who who has been messing with his his planes here, who's been putting all these roadblocks up. Uh, and then he gets attacked by this cool little Cthulhu type demony thingy tentacly. Um, yeah. Again, cool creatures all the way throughout. But the, the cool creatures alone are going to boost whatever rating I end up giving all this by like a, a solid point at least. Because they are awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, and so that's that's Damon. He sent this creature to attack Skeletor. Uh, Skeletor easily fights it off. And then... If we find out here that Skeletor and Damon have a past. Uh, we already knew that He-Man had fought Damon and defeated him, but Skeletor had fought him as well here, and he thought he had uh, killed him, I take it. He says, I thought I had ended your threat when I, when first I arrived upon this miserable plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and Damon, you know, he laughs. He says he's broken out. Uh... And same thing, he's saying, you know, you're not going to rule this planet, I am. So, they get into a fight, they both seem pretty evenly matched. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then they disappear, as they're fighting, they disappear in, in a blast of magic here. Leaving, this, leaving the goddess. Yep. Kevin which is, is the, the, save for the yeah. still lifeless form of the goddess. Yeah. Uh, trying to lead you to believe that she's dead there, I take it. But, uh, yeah. I'm convinced, looking at the last couple pages, I'm convinced this artist, like uh, either Tesca or the, the anchor, mm-hmm. just loves huge teeth. Because... <laughs> Damon yeah, all, has all the Skeletor, Skeletor and then if you look at Grayskull, Grayskull's barely able to have four teeth in the fangs, and it's like, what the heck is happening here? Like, yeah, all of these people in this. It's a weird perspective on Grayskull there. Like, they're cutting off, like, the bottom half of it. It's like it's like there's, a, like, a, like, a hill in front of Grayskull, and you can't see it all. It's really... It's that, or it looks like it's it's like growing out of the land, which yeah. I know there are a couple scripts that kind of gave that vibe. And if they would have been the movie, and there were people not liking that either, but mm-hmm. I, I, oh man, <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this one. To be honest, <laughs> because this is bracing us for some of these episodes and for some of these other things where we're going to be sitting here going. Uh, and the people that are listening to the audio are going to be like, what are they trying to say? <laughs> so, you know, like, Lassie, is Timmy in the well kind of yeah. thing? Because on this one, like, when you look at some of these panels, it really is like, why? Why did they do what they did here? And it's it, it's early in the line. It's mm-hmm. early in the whole brand. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the first two issues did have – it's almost like the artist didn't get to see the first two issues. Yeah. And he's just going by, okay, this is the basic generality of what it is. Draw that. You yeah. know? And, uh, but it's Tusca. That, and that's the thing that's kind of confusing the heck out of me. It's like Tusca has been the artist from page one, issue one. Mm-hmm. How is this – 
this way then at the end of this the the three parter like yeah, uh, it's, it's so weird how much uh, an inker can do to those pencils you know oh like you said, yeah like like just like you said the loincloths like they're just going so heavy on those like undetailed or not heavy i guess like you know it's the same it's the same lines as always but the way they're coloring them in just makes it look so much flatter they're not wasting they're not trying to do the texture and all the little lines and everything you know like they have been and i look back and they do do a good job in the previous issues of of really playing with the loincloth the texture you know and but here it's like they're just phoning it in there, there was genuinely that feeling of these are fur, yep. they, like they were actually like pelts of something. And here, it's just it literally looks like here's striped underwear on everybody, mm. which it's not helping the cause for us as fans who we know it's not furry underwear because of the right. intention of just everybody's running around in their underwear. This is not helping them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I have to say. But yeah, uh, no, but I, what, I what, agree. What really surprised me most is this shot of Grayskull that we have here on mm-hmm. the page uh, when when Damon and Skeletor disappear. We get many faces showing yeah. up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. That. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> In the last two panels of the page, he just, out of nowhere, there he is. Yep. And he does, it says, it says in the dialogue, or the text block, he has no idea why he's here. But he's gonna wait. <laughs> he has no he, idea why he's here. <laughs> Manny, uh, I love that. I'll read it for it's our like, audio listeners. Although I do recommend, I meant to do this at the beginning. I do recommend if you're on the audio, go grab your copy <laughs> or check out Vaults of Grayskull. I will drop the link down below again because they have all these on there. But yes, I'll read it for you guys. Manny faces <laughs> does not know what has drawn him to the bleak lands where the castle rests. Perhaps some innate sense of foreboding. Yet whatever be the cause, this Eternian knows he must stay where he is for now. The time will come when his part in what is to transpire is made clear. He will wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, for some reason, that whole bit, I'm like... Yeah! The, the, was, out of nowhere, we, we got this I, Damon guy who we don't even know, and then Manny faces out of nowhere, it's like... What the heck is happening here? Yeah, at least Manny Faces is a toy, though. But I, yeah, I'd forgotten that he was in this miniseries at all. And then he just kind of shows yeah. up there like, what's up? Um, oh, my God. And then he just, and then this this shot's, even though Grayskull's still drawn oddly, this shot's cool. Like, uh, oh, the castle awakening, as they put it. Which is the moment mm-hmm. where uh, Damon and Skeletor teleported inside the castle. Um, it's lightning and energy fills the air. The unwholesome stench of brimstone singles that, signals that there is sorcery underfoot. You know, and the castle like reaches out and grabs Manny Faces and like sucks him in. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a cool shot. Yeah, it, I mean it's very. It's it's very of this time. Hmm. Like like uh, it, there's been plenty of pages like this in this mini series of yep. the the old like Ditko Jack Kirby kind of cosmic vibes. It's almost like this is what would happen if Steve Ditko, the Fourth of July, and a rave party mm-hmm. all hit Grayskull all at the same time and went crazy. Because uh, I would have never expected a shot like this ever 
where Grayskull's concerned, and here it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, this shows you, this is the, the extent of the imagination going into this line at the very beginning, because you would have never seen this in Filmation or MYP yeah. or any other version. <laughs> well, it was it was this castle. It was the castle that was up for grabs. It held a yeah. lot of power, but it was neither good nor evil. But once, that's the other way it's showing here, it's like once the the warriors get inside it like all this power is being activated and it's the power mm-hmm. to control or destroy the universe so you see yeah. all the explosions in the sky and the lighting up and you know he's drawn his warriors in you know mm-hmm. with many faces and everything and, and then we get back to Damon and Skeletor which <laughs> so they have <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been laughing through most of this. So you're allowed, man. It's okay. This... <laughs> so it's, it's... Uh, hang on. I think not. Yeah, no. Well, I'm going to skip the, the page ahead here because this gets the, because it's mainly this page that the bat, but so Damon and Skeletor fight and Skeletor reveals that he knew what Damon wanted all along, but he pretended not to know so that Damon wouldn't know that he knew, so Damon would still come to him so that they could get inside because he knew Damon wouldn't do it if he knew that Skeletor knew that he knew. <laughs> Did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> it's very police squad now. I mean, it's just... But that's what you it knew feels what I knew like. that I knew back in the day when I, you know it's, it's very that's what it's, it feels kinda... like reading this like <laughs> they're trying to be too smart and too clever with these with these plot twists and it, it's 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 almost like <sighs> out of nowhere they just they just decided we're gonna channel this filmmaker <laughs> from the late nineties and early two thousands even though we're in nineteen eighty three doing this. What's that M. Night Shyamalan guy up to? Let's do this, because he's going to write this whole thing where, yeah. no, actually, here's the twist, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's like because for, first Damon's gloating that, you know, oh, he used Skeletor, he goaded him into attacking just so they could break through the barrier and get inside Castle Grayskull. And Skeletor, yeah, he's, oh, you think you tricked me, you think you possess knowledge that I did not, and but I was feigning ignorance the whole time because I knew you'd be watching me. It's like, no, just no. Oh my God. And then Skeletor kills Damon. And that's it for Damon. I won't, I won't miss him. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, Damon. Uh, but that was, that, that, that was it. That yeah. was it. That was Damon. That was, he what? set up two issues now. Two issues now. This Damon guy has been messing with the heroes behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. he just gets burned to ash by Skeletor. And that's yeah, it. yeah. And that's also a huge part of why <laughs> I I was like, who's the guy that isn't Skeletor that's doing all this stuff? And then when you mentioned it to me, <laughs> I was like, who the crap is that? And now that I know, I'm like. I didn't need to know this guy. It's just not worth it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And like, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. The heroes never even find out. 
Yeah, that is true because they come in right at the tail end of all this stuff. Yeah, and they and they don't so they, wind up here. They come into Grayskull in a second here on this next page. But so Zodak never told them. They never found out. Why mm-hmm. even have it in there? Like it served no purpose. Like the, the th- they tried to be really clever with it, and it just comes off like more head scratching to me. Yeah, well, the the thing is, out of all of this, to me, and, and this is not helping the story at all, and it's not helping the brand, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't write a story, and this being the mini series of showcasing here's Masters of the Universe on their own, and having someone other than Skeletor. Mm-hmm. Being the one manipulating the whole situation. That to me is like, why would you even go there? And I, I, I'm like thinking in my head, okay, who would have been somebody that would have made sense to put in the Skeletor position? And unfortunately, Masters didn't have that yet. They, the best that you had was Merman yeah. in issue two, like we talked about. So this story doesn't even work for what you're trying to do with this brand. I mean, right. the first two issues worked fairly well but mm-hmm. the whole idea of Skeletor like the idea of the, the villain going to the hero and saying I own you until you do this and you're going to do the thing you're not supposed to do for me to get the power that was really interesting that actually right. is a compelling villain story but then when you find out all this other stuff it's like really you know? right. like there's there's it's like it's undermining Skeletor it's mm-hmm. making him look weak it's making him look like he doesn't quite understand everything, and it's also showing, like, from from the standpoint of here's this wizard who was basically on the same power with him. Right. What the heck? You but know, he like wasn't. that doesn't. He, yeah, well, he wasn't at the feigning. end. He was lying. Yeah. He was tricking him. And I think that's yeah. why they put this in at the end here because they were trying to be like, oh no, look, Skeletor really is the Alpha. He was he was really controlling Damon the whole time and making him, you know, tricking him like. Yeah, but it just comes off convoluted, and I know, I know, if I'd read this as a kid, I would have been more like, "What?" <laughs> like exactly. than anything else, because I'm still sitting here like rereading it three times to make sure I'm getting this right. Like, <laughs> and so, that's yeah. not good. That's I, not good as a writer to have people rereading things no. that many times, going, "Did I not read this right?" Right. So, but, yeah. So that that was Skelt. That was Damon. <laughs> moment of silence for the fallen sorcerer. Uh, Poor guy. <laughs> Amazing grace. Oh, boy. I won't torture all of you guys. Sean is left. He's like, nope, no. I'm out. <laughs> I tell you what, I need, a, I need a quick break, though. I do need to do something real quick, and then I, I, I jump back into this with you. Can, can we right. take a pause real quick? Yeah, let's pause. Woo-hoo. All right. Now that Sean threw up a little bit from my singing, we're ready to go. <laughs> Uh, so we jump in here. We got the heroes teleporting in now. And yeah, they, they look pretty cool. Um, I like I like how Man-at-Arms instantly knows that they're inside Castle Grayskull. So he's, he's very smart. Um, <laughs> and here we go again. Here we go again with some of this this police squad logic. Here uh, we go. So, so as Tila says, that's 
so that's got to mean the power sword is here, isn't it? And yes, it's a it's a strange paradox that to gain rightful en entry to the castle, one must hold the sword. Yet one must first gain entry to the castle ere the sword can be his. Ah, the workings of sorcery are ever a mystery to me. Yeah, it's I not, actually reread that a couple times. It's not <laughs> sorcery, he man. It's it's, it, it's, it's convoluted it's bad writing. writing. <laughs> but in here, 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 while they bring it up, is one of the issues I have with the two halves of the power sword. The grace goes up for grabs. Story. So here, right here, like, I mean, they found a way around it, but they. Okay, that's it. You don't want anybody gaining entry to Grayskull? Lock the swords in Grayskull. Done. Game over. I'll give you that. I'll give <laughs> you that. Oh, wait, but no. Yeah. But now there's these talismans that can let you into Grayskull. So now the power sword's not the only thing, but you have to have Zodak, too. And here again, it's just. It, it, it's convoluted, overly trying to be clever writing, in my opinion. Um. I feel like in in the writing for this part especially, I feel like it was almost an editor's note or something where you know the the basic principle was there and the, okay the two halves of the power sword they were found now they're in Grayskull you can't get access without doing this or that or whatever yeah. but it's still like oh my god like it, 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 for me liking that original story yeah. Which I do. I love that original story still, and and I still I st I still feel like they that could be a fun beginning to any storyline. And then once they're the halves are together, leave it alone. Don't right. even go back to it. It could be a part of the saga, but yeah. But th this is this is where yeah it, it falls apart yeah, no it, matter what. <laughs> and I, I don't mind that either. If you want to say okay, the power sword is originally two halves. It can gets gets combined into one, and then that, and then like you said, it's the power sword from there on out. Like if that's a storyline, I could get behind that. But mm -hmm. this like okay, let's combine them and conquer Skeletor. All right, now let's split them up and hide them again. Oh no, Skeletor found them again. We gotta get him back again. Now let's split him again. Now let's hide him again. Like that just... I don't I don't know. Maybe it could work mm -hmm. in the hands of the right writers, but... But for me, what this comes boils down to is... That, like you said, this is your, your mini-series to introduce these characters beyond the mini-comics. Because the mini-comics are only getting into the hands of the kids buying the toys right now. Yeah. This is your first chance to get this story out to everybody. So, mm -hmm. in this case, I would say follow the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, yeah. you, you, it, this should be the Diamond Ray of Disappearance. Like, there's nothing in Diamond Ray that's overly, overly clever or overly, like, convoluted. Just your basic, let's introduce the heroes. Let's introduce the villains. This is what they're going after. And have them fight. You know, mm -hmm. and 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 rereading this, even over the past months that me and Sean have been doing this, this is not where I saw this going. Nope, um, not at all. After those first two issues, I thought it was going to be a simple: they find the power sword somewhere, they give it to Skeletor, 
he gains access to Grayskull, they get the goddess back, and then they have to go stop him. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why couldn't we just get to that obvious ending here? Because that's what this is about. This is about introducing the core concepts. But then you shoehorn mm-hmm. this Damon in, who is never seen before, will never be seen after, is not even a toy. So why mm-hmm. even push him in, in there? Um, and then, like I said, here this is their first outing, and you've already found a way to lock up the whole power sword gaining Skeletor gaining access to Grayskull issue. Like just, mm-hmm. and it's the same. It's the same as the guy who locks his keys in the car. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I'm not trying to tear this apart because I, I I quite I quite liked where the issues were going. It just every time I reread this third issue, it's like, how did we get here? You know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But yeah. Hmm. But so then you got you got what four doors ahead of them, yeah. Because he mm-hmm. and Battle Cat go together, um, and so Stratos. So they all decide to split up. Uh, I did like the one line on here. I skipped over it. <laughs> uh, Battle Cat says he was growing weary of that lifeless place. I much prefer a world where there are things to fight. And mm-hmm. Tila responds, aren't you ever tired of blood, cat? So. <laughs> I love that. I know it's so different from the battle cat we get, you know, later on, but I love this battle cat. There's just something about him. All his lines make me smile. Um, <laughs> it works. I mean, he's he's a cat. It, 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 like, right. he's, this, this he's, is... he's the alpha cat. Like, he, yeah. He's very much He Man's the alpha male in this world, and Battle Cat is the alpha cat. So mm-hmm. it works for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you get Stratos choosing his door. He goes flying in, and he gets caught in a spider web. Mm-hmm. Which he's had that happen on MYP, so I can forgive this. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, at least Webstore was there that time and actually like but that, yeah, it, that's what I was going to say yeah, <laughs> yeah there was an actual villain that did that that had actually connected <laughs> to the story this is just this random it, it reminds me of like the the old 1930s Dracula movie where you know Bela Lugosi walks through the 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 cobweb and then here's here's Renfield Stratos trying to figure yeah. things out it just doesn't work in his favor. My way is so. blocked. I cannot stop in time. <laughs> just, oh, I'm all tangled up. It's yeah, t- and I, that, it's, that it's seems gone to be the typical the rails, foil for him. Yeah, it's it, like with with Stratos, it's uh, throw a web at him. <laughs> Basically, it's like he he flies. How do we handle this? Throw a web at him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and then Tila's is a little better. She goes through her door, and there's this whole maze there. Um, it's okay. That that looks pretty formidable. I mean, it's a giant maze. So her her dialogue there though, and 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 her and her and her. Uh, solo scenes in this mm-hmm. like there are people out there complaining about the new Shira having too much of a modern vernacular but yeah. in here we get to hear he- Tila say oh boy and we also get get her saying brother at one point as in like brother this is annoying <laughs> or you know something along the, like it's a bother brother and it's like 
didn't expect that to be on Eternia either. So, you know, there's, there's definitely like elements of this where it's like for anybody who complains about the new stuff, it isn't like this is a new thing. This has been around for the whole, but not the whole time, but it's been there, you know, in little touches here and there. So it slips in here and there. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot more to it than just that. And we will get to Princesses of Power someday. We promise. Well, it, the, the, out of all the characters, she is the one that seems to be written of Earth. Like, it, yeah. when you read her lines in this, everyone else has that stilted King's English kind of thing. But mm-hmm. she's the one that's just direct. She yeah. doesn't really have that vibe about her, her dialogue anywhere. Like, even when she when she's thinking... She has yeah. more of like this is how a normal person would talk compared to He Man or Skeletor or whoever in this yep. book, you know. So, yep. And then uh, <laughs> I do like how they handle Man at Arms. Go ahead. This will be it. Man at Arms basically <laughs> goes through the third door. And there's just weapons, and I love that he's just like it's like golly gee. <laughs> Like, like gods, never have I laid eyes on such a formidable collection of weaponry. Mm. It's, it's awesome. It's just, uh, it abuses me. It's like yeah. he went through the door and it's Christmas for him, you know. Like, the <laughs> uh, and then somehow Grayskull and 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 okay, yes, I understand that. You know, there are monitors yeah, in the yeah. the playset for Grayskull. There's the space armor mm-hmm. in Grayskull and all that mm-hmm. stuff. This the spaceman suit and everything but i love that the way that he gets caught is there are motion detectors yep. in here yep. like there's actual like yeah, yeah a, a manner of sensor he says mm-hmm. so basically there there is like laser sensors along the way in this arsenal room that he's in and that's how he gets caught and it's like yeah, I didn't know it turned into the entrapment, the movie with you know <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones wiggling well, yeah. her butt through all those laser beams. <laughs> but apparently, that's what they have in Grey School as well. Well, Snake, <laughs> Snake Mountain had him in the filmation series, so yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to him. But yeah, and then he says he's gone in a puff of red, explodey smoke. Uh, yeah, that that is just. Yeah, that's weird too because it honestly looks like he's vaporized or something. It here. does. It looks like he he's done. Um, it, it actually looks like he's enveloped by like if they if they launch the atomic bomb, he yeah, looks like, like somebody whole, that just like got on just ground like, zero. Like Self destruct scenes. Yeah. And... Exactly. So. And, you know what? For me, complaining about that, I, it's the hardest thing to remember for me. Sometimes is uh, uh, the the typical line of "it's a kitchen sink property." Yeah. But when we go back to this era, it wasn't a kitchen sink property quite yet. That's yeah. why I have the problem with that part. But in general, if you looked at it from the overall, like if you went to 1987 and did this story, I wouldn't have thought twice about oh lasers in the floor of course they're going to be motion detectors or something here it just feels like there should be something coming out like a knight or something like a like a spirit knight that has to fight him using all that weaponry or something but we're limited to three panels so i can see why they went that to to the simplest form of let's get let's just get them that way and and that's kind of the funny thing too is that the (laughs) the castle is kind of the opposite of the rest of the rest of it started off more post-apocalyptic like barbaric Mm -hmm. and you know uh 
sparse and then it turned into like this technological world that was filled with weapons and and vehicles and gadgets and everything but the castle mm-hmm. went the opposite way like that original the off the toy you're looking at computer monitors and touch screens and spacesuits and you know and then yeah. it became much more the ancient ancient fortress of, of sorcery you know magic and mm-hmm. most of that, I mean, you'd see little bits of information with Sorceress's lab and stuff like that, but not as much to where we're more, like, the castle to us nowadays is more like, oh, that's pure magic, no technology. But here it really yeah. was. It was supposed to be housing all these great computers and weapons and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of interesting how that one part, like, kind of regressed the other way. But, yeah. But honestly, that's part of the, the the appeal to me about the early stuff in the line, no matter what. I, I like – there is – I wouldn't call it a kitchen sink property in the beginning. I'd call it a throwing the spaghetti at the wall property. Yep. You know, like whatever sticks is what we're going to keep in there. And, you know, that's how you had your building blocks to what it became. But there is this element of it where it's like I said, uh, I think last it, last episode, you know, there's that element of there's these little little bits they give you as a foundation and the cracks in between that foundation is where your imagination can go nuts. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's ca- part of why that always will be an appealing part of it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, and then we'd get to the fourth door, which He-Man and Battle Cat got to go together. Um and they're they're talking about how the the castle has to be defended, but they haven't come across anything yet, and that makes He Man even more worried. Uh and Battlecat says that he can he can taste it just beyond this door. He can there's there's something close here. And so He Man's gonna tap into the energies of his power vest and make an yeah. entry of his own. And may the gods <laughs> pity any that await on the other side. Um. Yeah, that works. It works, but they that, I, I they like pick, that kind they picked the lucky door though, where they didn't have to fight with anybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they with them, it's like you guys have had a, a rough enough time. We're just gonna have a gimme on this one, right. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's like honestly, with me complaining about the man at arms part up there, it's like now I want He Man to have that speech. Let's just mm-hmm. keep that in. That works. So, and and, and here we are with, with the next page. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, oh, okay, good, you're on it too. The the yep. Tila, the brother. brother. It's not even brother. It's not brother. Dizzy. <laughs> and she decides. Uh, she decides that there's no way out. Unless she makes an exit, so she just shoots up the shoots a hole in the floor, as, mm-hmm. we, as we do, and drops right in on Skeletor. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> and uh, eh. it works for me. I mean, at this point, <laughs> at this point, it, this this is the part of the. If this was a movie or if this was a cartoon, my brain would have already been like. I, I'm not processing this. She's shooting things. Awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, she showed up where Skeletor is. Even more awesome. Now we know where we're going, at least. Yeah, no, it, it's good. But here, he, And here's the part where, where earlier and now in the power sword, it's like mind 
what is that Austin Powers line? Oh my, I've gone cross-eyed. Because um, <laughs> here again, so before we could, Damien could see the swords wherever he was, but then they had to gain entry to Grayskull to get the swords, but now Skeletor is reaching through this magical warp to get the power sword. Which again leads you to believe that they're somewhere other than Grayskull, but then the heroes said earlier that the swords must be in Grayskull, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, I guess the end conclusion is Skeletor has the power swords now, but... Basically, yeah. Where, where they were, we're still not sure. <laughs> if anyone's got any ideas, let us know. <laughs> yeah, feel free. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Uh, and in here again, just the fact that they put them both together. I mean, I think this is the only time where they've hidden both halves in the same place. Usually they, at least in these early stories, they had the sense to hide the one half in one place and the other half in another place. No matter how unlikely <laughs> it seemed that one would be found, they always well, made them work was... for that other one. This this makes me think of Zodak's line. I'll do I'll do my I'll do no more no less. I'll mm-hmm. do what I do. And that's it. It's almost like did Zodak hide these? I mean, seriously, yeah. <laughs> like, was there a game on? You were worried you were going to miss the game, so you just did the yeah. best that you could in that five minutes. You know. I do think they put this one on the goddess, if I recall correctly. But... No, I know, but it just it reminds me too much of that. I'll do yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. do no more no less kind of thing. It's like yeah. That's basically how this feels. This so. next page is epic, though. I like this. With a... I do like this one, too, yeah. Skeletor combined the power sword, Tila's knocked on her butt, and He-Man just comes whamming through the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, that, that is definitely one of the one of the best pages of this issue for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, uh, the, the one thing about it, is Skeletor holding both hands to hold the power sword just makes me go, have you seen these handles? Yeah. It's like, that that isn't how it works, but hey, whatever. I'm just, like I said, my mind at this point is so like, what, from this issue that, hey, let's just run with this, so. No, yeah, I think his hands are quite large there too anyway, so it's, the proportions are not great, no, but no, it's, it's a no. cool action scene with He-Man bursting in just at the right moment. Um, Actually, I, I do like that the first words on that page when He-Man busts in is "He-Man, <laughs> welcome." That's yeah. really cool. It's like I like that. I was expecting you and right. all that. So. Yeah, and he's he's got a good speech there about how he's he's basically just going to destroy this whole world and everything. So, and then. <laughs> And then even He-Man on the next page. But if the sword was accessible to you, why were we needed, Demon? So even He-Man's having <laughs> problems keeping up with the plot here. Because here again, they never find out about Demon. They never find out about the whole subplot. So, um, well, I guess he does mention Damon here, but he still, they never really like... They don't dwell on it. There, he's just like, yeah, I need, I used you to summon to lure Damon to me and find my way to the sword, and now he sits on the throne of Grayskull, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's going to mess with them a little bit before he drains all the power and kills the entire universe. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he calls up Beast Man and Manny Faces to to his side. Which here I don't understand why if he could do that he didn't call his entire army, but Beast Man and Manny Faces he felt were good enough. This uh, also makes me curious about the timing in this book. Mm-hmm. Because with Manny Faces getting pulled into Grayskull, which happened like five pages or ten pages back, yeah. is that the moment he's pulled in? Because now Skeletor's got both power power swords, he's got both halves together, so and all hell's breaking loose outside of Grayskull when Manny Faces is just standing there, yeah. and then he sucks him in. It's like, so basically, are we witnessing a foreshadowing of this moment then? When, uh, like earlier, when mm-hmm. from the outside, and then now we're on the inside, and that's how he, he has... Manny Face is transported there, and he's going to use him to fight He-Man. And th- this is this is yeah. definitely not a straight and easy story to figure out for the third issue. And no. this should not have been this much work. <laughs> this this should have been the fighty fighty the issue basically. Right. And all this saying. is is like what the hell? <laughs> it should have been it should have been He-Man and company find the power sword, give it to Skeletor, Skeletor. Achieves his goal of Grayskull, and they have to stop him after helping him get in there. Like that's yeah. that's yeah. the wrap up. Yeah. But instead, like I said, but I do like Beastman here. He's very cocky. He's very he's he's ready to to fight. Uh, they got the old Manny Faces origin where you know the human doesn't know what's going on here. Skeletor turns him into the beast, and he starts fighting for Skeletor. So be you know. Man is good, beast is bad, and we don't see the robot, but he's he's the the in between when uh, the goddess and the Skeletor <laughs> have too much fun with him. <laughs> oh my god! This, and we this could bit... do a whole episode on Manny faces, and we will actually. That is in the plans, but yeah. So I don't want to get into too much here, but. That that's basically it's that it's that early mini comic origin for Manny Faces where the beast yeah. mode is is the evil one. Uh, <laughs> if if there was a, ever an alpha moment in this entire book, it has to be the first panel on the second page here. When, when basically yeah. the way He Man deals with Beast Man is he just literally bitch slaps him with his battle axe and says <laughs> you attack like a cl- cub playing at war games beast yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just blong oh my god that's so awesome <laughs> and then he has to take on Manny Faces who's got awesome strength in the beast mode but he dispatches him easily and then Skeletor pulls the old trapdoor on He-Man off the throne of the castle. So, hey kids, look what you can do when you buy your own Castle Grayskull. Only twenty nine ninety five. Bug your mind. Well, it, exactly. And this bit is is basically like a storyboard setup for that filmation advertisement when they yes. first launched the line. Cause I'll be mean, right here. It, it's the whole, the trap door opens and then the next page, he man until throws the spear to, to that, help him that he doesn't fall in. And yep. it's like, my God, this is exactly, this is exactly what we saw in that commercial. So I think that's pretty fun. Actually. That's, I thought the same thing. Yeah. It's the, it's that, com- that first animated commercial. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you get to see the, the monsters in the pit, and He-Man jumps back out. Um, and, yeah, it's it's basically what they used every time. There was another, it was either one of the storybooks or one of the mini-comics they did the same thing in. Um, but this is exactly that, that animated car, or advertisement, so mm-hmm. that, that was interesting to me. Um, <laughs> the He-Man catch, consider it caught, Tila. Yeah. It's, oh my god, I love it. <laughs> and then yeah, so then he jumps right at right at Skeletor and just starts pummeling him. And uh, not we're good still. Um, and then and then yeah, we, we see what Zor's been up to all the time. Uh, yep. No. Uh, and yeah, here, yeah, here's, here, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this. There's a lot like, of yeah. So... Far away on another reality. So here we are jumping again. Mm-hmm. It sweeps across the dimensional planes with undaring purpose. Its master is elsewhere, and though she can neither move nor bring her own magical forces into play, she still does bid him come. And the Falcon obeys, and the fabric of reality is rent. Or I'm sorry, Talon, Talon touches flesh on uh, oh so briefly, and the fabric of reality is bent. They are gone. Poof! And it's like that is such an yeah. Like what? Stopping all of this fight in order to have these three panels, and it doesn't really <laughs> say much other than here. The, here comes the goddess because Zor is helping. That's about it. Right. And all the goddess and then, needed to break Skeletor's magic bonds is for Zor to touch her shoulder. Yes. And and then one thing I like here, <laughs> though, on top of this, and I, I, yeah. I'm not even going to that Zor thing. That's that's a whole other can of worms but for me. But I just love that we have He-Man even cussing in this thing. So, like, he's punching yeah. Skeletor in the face. Drop, damn you, demon. Like, man, my mom would have had a fit at four or five and getting this mm-hmm. issue and her seeing the hero is cussing. Uh, I mean, he's not, like, telling them, you know, anything horribly right. bad. But the fact that the hero is actually using damn in a yeah. sentence in the very beginning of the 80s, I mean, that was that was kind of risque back in those days. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell and damn were like, ooh, you know? Yeah, like, that was a PG movie already, you know? <laughs> So but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's that first Turtles movie. It's where refs, you know. Yeah, damn. <laughs> um, which apparently parents groups got upset about that too, which is weird because my mom was the same way. She like, she like, uh, you know, she didn't tolerate cussing of any sort. So, but like, we watched the Turtles movie all the time, all the damn time. <laughs> um, Don't let your mom listen to this. And she, well, that's the thing. She like never brought it up. It's actually years later when I'm like, huh, does he? Because it never even really stood out to me because she never made a big deal about it, you know. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I like that line. And I felt larger foes with less. You know, it's it's showing Skeletor's on a power level. You know, equal with He Man, even if he's not as strong. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Skeletor remembers. Oh yeah, I don't need to take this. I've got the power sword. All I have to do is end, end the universe, end all the existence. So that, that's a solid backup plan. Either I beat you hand to hand, or I just destroy the whole universe, and you have to go. Um, 
And so then uh, I think yeah. Skeletor in, in in any other incarnation, I think probably wouldn't have it wouldn't have even gone to the fisticuffs. He just would have been like, yeah, you know, it, it, it reminds me of like. Uh, 2000X, he gets the Ramstone. He's not going to go and sully himself by fighting you one-on-one. He's going to use whatever it is that he has at his command and knock the living power of Grayskull out of you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so then so then we got Skeletor monologuing for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... He's 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 starting to absorb the full power of the power sword, so that Skeletor may join the ranks of the gods themselves. So he's he's starting to, like you said earlier, he's going to drain all the power and leave this universe dead. Um, but then Zor shows up and and attacks him, and he decides he's going to slay the Falcon. It is his whim, and the dealing of death as always his pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Peter is going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that distracts Skeletor, the Falcon distracts Skeletor long enough that He-Man's able to body slam him, tackle him to the ground, and Zor's able to steal the power sword out of his hand. Um and then He-Man just punches Skeletor out. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, really yeah. and truly, that's really it. Because when that's we it. see the final panel, Skeletor is laying there, looking like he got, in in the words of uh, Chris Tucker, he got knocked the f out there. And <laughs> then it's like the, yeah. you got Tila, He Man, the Goddess, and Battle Cat all just kind of looking at him, almost like they're gonna write something in Sharpie on his forehead, like a you know a prank or something. It just. Mm-hmm. It, uh, this is how we ended a three-issue miniseries by DC to introduce everybody to the actual world of Masters of the Universe without having to ride the coattails of Superman right. in the eighties. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. So there we, there we have it. Which, yeah, and I'm then, not upset that we went to it because well, we I've got, never we, read the entire we got, thing. We got one more here. We got the we got the goddess and she's she's going you know she says he man you made your goddess proud and he man's like goddess you're safe and she goes well I was never in danger I could not communicate that to you Skeletor hold, held my form prisoner though he could not control me nor halt the falcon from finding and releasing me once he did so basically the entire setup of the book wasn't even a concern because all the goddess the goddess was never in any danger and she just had to wait for Zor to get there because having stakes and then diffusing them at the end like a Scooby-Doo story is the perfect way of telling any kind of a tale like this because this is not a Scooby-Doo story where it it can just diffuse (laughs) itself at the end and everybody's back to (laughs) status quo and I mean oh. <laughs> so so I know the first two issues you and I were both pretty pumped yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were like wow you know this is great and you know it's a, it, it we were we were praising um, we were praising a lot of the um, the the storytelling because it was 
chalking a whole bunch of story into those I'm guessing they're about 20 to 24 pages right. of the comic and all that stuff and we were getting the the first glimpses of this is Eternia on right. you know in comic book form in this way and all that kind of stuff um, so here we are issue three yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we, uh, for me I uh, Go go ahead. Get your, well, your hands are in your we, face. So. We, we just we got the throwaway line at the end there from the goddess, uh, you know, and she she says she's gonna she's gonna place the sword again. She's gonna hide it again because that's worked so well thus far. Um, she's gonna imprison Skeletor. She's gonna hide the sword. Oh, and we have to go rescue some of your allies because they're in co- some compromising position. Oh yeah, that's right. We forgot. Manny, yeah, Man, Man at Arms is in the lurch. He right. was he was blown up in a small a- atomic bomb blast. <laughs> and Stratos so, is there going, help, help me, guys, help me. <laughs> so we never even get a resolution oh, with Man God. at Arms or Stratos. You this know, Manny faces it, is still the monster. Beast Man's lying right over there. Like yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Manny faces basically got got like uh, aerosoled because like I I kept on thinking like um, when uh, Rose Google Eamon mentioned about the techno vest that he thought it was silly that it looks like it just puffs out smoke and that's how he gets rid of people and I'm like I don't remember where that's from at all I couldn't think of it now that I just saw it I'm like. This yeah. is that moment, and dear God, it is just as bad as he just described it on on that episode. And it's true. It's like, what the heck was that? It was just this puff of smoke that launched Manny faces off of, of him. But he's still in the room too, right? So you got you got Beast Mode Manny faces. You got Beast Man. Yeah, Skeletor's right there. You still have War. Like, the, honestly, I read this right before we started, and I got this final page again. And even having read it a few weeks back. Um, I still just sat there like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> like, you haven't even like, tied uh, up all your loose ends here. You've, you've yeah. defused the major points of this series, and then you didn't even finish the story that you presented here. And you're just like, so, okay, the end. For uh, The best way I can describe this issue is for anyone who likes the new Star Wars sequels. Yeah. This is truly Rise of Skywalker. I just saw it like a week or two back, and I'm I'm reading this just going, that is exactly what they did in that movie. There's these right. moments where you're sitting there going, this is kind of cool, it's working for me. And then you're sitting there going, but there's so much crap in this movie because the last issue didn't – the last yeah. movie went on its own – separate thing and now they're trying to write the course and it's like the first two issues didn't do anything so ridiculous that you needed to write a course right it's almost just like at the end they just kind of gave up and said we're just gonna put this in here and whatever it's almost like this was given less thought than a typical comic book in that month because this was not even a priority on on their desk of yeah. This is what I got to get get deadline wise. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't get how this issue followed the other two. Like it it's it, it unnecessary subplots and wasted panels and the pacing is all over the place. And then I I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's it's odd. It's odd. So, 
I don't know. I, I think I've said everything I had to say about it, to be honest, during, during, while well, we said it. It's just, it's, it's weird. Well, I, 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 this is, this is going to be completely thrown in your lap here, but I just figured I'd ask just to see. You're given these three issues to do. What would you have done? Well, like I said. As a just, story. One and two, fine. Per- perfectly fine. Um, the one thing I w- the only thing I would change in those is you're, you're going to remove Damon completely. Well, I, mm-hmm. you're going to remove him completely as the force behind all of it, even though he wasn't really Skeletor tricked him into thinking he was behind. I'm not going down that rabbit hole again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so basically, I would set up to where the obstacles that they are facing are instead of it being some unknown source, those are the demons that the goddess set up to protect the sword, because they're going on the path to find the sword. That's why they're meeting this resistance. You know, makes sense. Right, done. You mm-hmm. don't need a third party. This throw this out. So. <laughs> You have them collect the talismans just like they did. Zodak mm-hmm. and Chope just like he did. But this time he actually leads them to the power sword where it's hidden away. They get both the halves. They give it to Skeletor. And he obviously double crosses him. Because he's a villain. Of course mm-hmm. that's what he's going to do. It's what he did in to save Skeletor. It's what he tried to do in Evil Seed. Every time there's a, you know, Hordak tried to do it, the He-Man and the Star comics. I mean, every time a villain and a hero team up, you know, Stratos and Trapjaw and Trust in the MIP mm-hmm. series. I mean, just uh, stop trying to be clever. Mm-hmm. Just do it. So they give the halves to Skeletor. He combines them. He still doesn't give them the goddess back. And then he goes to Grayskull. The heroes realize that they have to stop him. They travel to Grayskull. And like you said, it's the battle. Skeletor gets mm-hmm. all his warriors. You know, have many faces in there. Sure, why not? You're using that origin right now anyways. So he's got, he's got you know, many faces. He's got Beastman. He's got Merman. Bring a bunch of beasties with him. Have Beastman with his whole army that we saw back in issue one attacking Avion. You yeah. know? Uh, and just have the big battle royale. Have him get into Grayskull. Have Skeletor take some of the power. Have you know do the trap door. Do the do the dungeon. Do all the stuff that's showing the kids what a cool place that this is going to be. You know. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, have He Man beat Skeletor, take the power sword, and free the goddess and banish Skeletor away. And you know you wrap up with them hiding the power swords again because that's what you're doing in this era. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's where my mind goes. Like I said, just keep mm-hmm. it simple. Stick mm-hmm. to your basics because that's what you're doing here. You're introducing this property to everybody. Yeah. So what about you? Well, Damon, he's got to be dropped like a like a <laughs> bad habit. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy. I I hated the fact that the the fact that anybody other than Skeletor is the villain in this just yep. eats at me for some reason and it's mostly this is the beginning this is your ground level story exactly. of introducing the entire premise mm-hmm. so you know the whole the two halves of the power sword even that would have been like the whole talisman thing i i didn't even like that i would have preferred if you had the the two sides 
actually going to just find the power sword. He mans right. after one with Battle Cat, Stratos and Man at Arms and Teal are after the other. That's all you need. Sure. You don't need these talismans. You don't need all this other stuff. So, because I thought that convoluted it right off the bat, and I'm like, what the heck is this all about? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's just for this story. Whatever, you know. There's a throwaway <laughs> element to that. Damon, Damon, man, that guy. Ugh, no. And, right. you know, I, I do like the idea that, you know, the the final battle is right there, that, that you know, Skeletor's got the two halves, he's about to unlock Grayskull, and He-Man's doing his Hail Mary, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, going after him and still trying to do what's uh, what's right to protect the, the universe, but at the same time, is he too late? Is he going to get there? And that, the thing that I would have liked, actually, because I know this era is the era that it is, but it would have been interesting because in some of the golden books coming out around that time, as well as the mini comics, some of them were starting to even go to by the power of Grayskull at, yeah. at little bits and pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. And it was starting to work itself into the mythology. It would have been kind of cool. And there's no way they would have been able to do it because they don't think like this for no. this brand in the beginning. But it would have been cool for He-Man to actually like fight Skeletor while he's he's got them in in the lock to open mm-hmm. Grayskull into the jawbridge. He comes up and grabs it and the two of them are like, you know, going at it right there, trying to get the sword from each other. And that would be maybe the moment where you actually have He Man have to utter the words by the power of Grayskull there. And that just boom and it just like then the power swords can't be taken apart ever again. Right. Those are solid, and those are now... It's his, because it's imbuing him with the power to beat Skeletor in that moment, finally. That's that edge he needs, other than just being the fisticuffs barbarian tough guy. Right. But, again, that's me if I could do it based on what I know of it now that, that versus back happened. then. No. That would have <laughs> never happened back then. It would have gone to, okay, reset, put the place, put all the pieces right. back on the game board the way they were. That's what they did and, at, at the end of all of them. Except for Damon. He's a pile of ash still. <laughs> so. Which I oh, fine get get a shot back and get rid of that guy. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, like I think I think the one thing about this story that just annoys me in the fact that it's taught me a lesson is yes that that concept of the two power swords as much as I like it mm-hmm. there are the two halves of the power sword I should say instead of two power swords but yeah. the the idea of the two halves of the sword is not a good idea to keep in play in a longevity for right. the for the line which as a kid I like the idea that you know it, it was that feeling of um it was that feeling of like almost uh, like King of the Mountain or something where you mm-hmm. have the two mm-hmm. sides and whoever gets to the top first and, and the race against time aspect. But yeah, there's only so long you can play that game before it's like, well, what else can you do with this line? And right. then they're like, uh, you know, right. they don't have any other plans. So apparently it felt that way right off the bat me. because, like I said, they had to introduce Damon in here who, I mean,. Like I said, if even if you had somehow managed that to be like a trap jaw or a triclops or somebody where Mattel was actually trying to sell a toy, then you could go like, okay, they had to, like Manny Face, they had to get him in here somehow. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's Damon, who's nothing outside of this, is like, mm-hmm. you, you, that was just the writer trying to be clever, and it did not work. Yeah. It was actually, 
a, a really disappointing end to this series for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree completely on that <laughs> level. Like, I'm actually offended right now, to be completely <laughs> honest. Like, it, it, that one that one got to levels that, like, there's certain filmation episodes where I get offended by them. <laughs> like, uh, and, and for me, it's like, it, it kind of hit that level. And the artwork in this one he didn't even... No, straight. It didn't even write the ship for me. Mm-mm. There, there's that one big page of Skeletor having both halves of the sword and He Man busting through the wall. Yep. that is probably the best you're going to get in this entire yeah. issue. Yeah, the beginning so. fight with the demons for me, but you know, but yeah, beyond that, it's like, yeah. I mean, I got honestly, man, I got to go like a four on this one. Like this is. <laughs> And like I said, those demons uh, raised it a point, so it's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, no, I, I'm going to... It's, it's an ending, but it's... It's, it's an ending. <laughs> it's, it's like, who was that on? Oh, it was on uh, Flintstones, the, the, um, the, the woolly mammoth that would be like the yeah. washing in the sink. And it's a living. It's, you know? a li- it's like, the, it's an ending. It's, <laughs> it's an ending. I, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think just the fact that it's continuing on from the, the I just I don't know the last the, those first two issues really got me pumped to be to be diving into this era of He Man and then the, the yep. this today was just like man I forgot what a letdown that that ending was so um, well like I, said, I, I, I honestly think that's a little inflated just because I'm trying to be nice to issues one and two but yeah I'm I'm gonna stick well, with a four here. So you're meaning like an overall for the, oh okay for just issue three. no just issue three. I, I was okay so for me I'm just gonna stick with the number of the issue it's a three for me because yeah. it it deflated me it made me just go this is too convoluted for one issue to handle it, and, and like the whole I was smarter than you but you were smarter than me but I was smarter than you but you were smarter than me and it's like yeah shut up just sh- that that garbage shut just up. I can't oh, stand that any. It, that's that's just trying to be pompous and yeah. and uh, you know like I hate anything written like that drives me up the wall. Um, the fact that the heroes half the time are like actually using their narratives to say, well, that wasn't how it was worded before or whatever. Like He Man breaking almost the fourth wall in that one scene. It's right. like, yeah, I'm right on board with you, man. I don't know what the heck's happening here and all that. And, <laughs> I mean, Damon, I, I, I'm so glad he's dead, but he was such a waste of a, of, of that story. He didn't need to be in it at all. Um, the, the whole thing with the Beast Man part, I, like, like you said, why is he not there with all the other Beast Men or at least bringing in beasts that he had and Something. all this and uh, they they left the ending so ambiguous with the well we got to go save your friends now it's like yeah, but just, but really just, yeah but just like that. we had bigger <laughs> battles in every other we had, we had more battles bigger battles in every other issue in this series than we did in the final issue yeah it's yeah it, it was anticlimactic on every level and i mean it, it the the first two issues honestly felt like the mini comics but mm-hmm. on a bigger scale for me Right, and then when we get to this one, it's like uh, uh, it, it felt like nothing felt the same as what we had in the last couple issues. Right, and we are left with that, and you're just there, kind of 
looking around going, that was it. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and you're like, I guess that's it. You know, and you walk out. I mean, that's time to go. Well, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Exactly. (laughs) And, and yeah, so like the whole mini series itself, uh, that one brought it down for me enough to say, I'd give it a five. And that really annoys me that I, I'm going to just say it's a five because the first two were actually sevens for me, like uh, the art and the story. I can't remember how high I ranked them. I should have gone back and looked, but I know they were up there individually. Yeah. But yeah, for me too, that's exactly what I was going to say. Knowing that that's how it ends, the whole mm-hmm. the series as a whole gets a five for me, um, uh, which is which is disappointing because those first two issues were a lot better than that. It, it uh, honestly, I think the first issue probably is my favorite. Now that I think about it, because. Yeah. That one just felt pure and good mini comics. And then when we got into issue two, there started to get a little bit of that convolutedness with here's here's Adam on the hunt. Remember? And that's how we get the Damon part. And both of us are like, so where does this part happen? Because Randor's with him. And then in the next panel, he's still dressed as Adam. And there's there's certain things that started eluding you. You could start seeing it there. But here we are at the third issue going, well, I didn't see it coming this bad. I saw yeah. it like maybe there'd be a little, maybe like a discrepancy between panels. But now we're like, no, this is just, the storytelling is just, <laughs> hey, I got some post-it notes on this. I'm just writing it up really quick and we got to ship yeah. it to the printer tomorrow. You know, it's, I don't know. No, uh, I agree. I, uh, I, I feel bad for being that guy about it. Because like I said, when, when it's a professional work and people are doing this for their living, there is an element of, you know, I don't do this. Therefore, uh, you know, as a no, critic, I feel like a jerk. But it, it, there is an element of you feel like the uh, what, what was his name? Paul Kupperberg, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. The the writer. Like, it's like you just get this feeling. This guy wasn't in, invested in it enough to see it through. He just probably gave it to an intern and said, "Make the best out of these notes, please," or something. And that's, that, but that's the thing. It's like the first two issues. He was. Like I, yeah. and that's the first thing I said to Sean when we got on the phone today. I go, was this the same writer? That was the first <laughs> thing I checked when we got on because I'm like, it can't be. Because that, that, it wasn't, these first two were just, they weren't this. They weren't no. this at all. But, but so that's, that's kind of why I, I honestly think there had to be a ghostwriter in there or something because it feels like there was Maybe. notes that he just gave and this person tried to cobble them together and do the best they could. And it, it feels almost like they didn't know how to pace it properly because at the very end, it just felt like it all just – everything just – and it's like a yeah. like a, a car wreck at the end. And you're just there like, what happened? And you're like, well, at least yeah. the people in front of this first car that had the wreck are fine. Yeah. But now we got all that crap behind us. <laughs> so, yeah, I – and I, I wish I looked back too, because I forgot what I gave the first two issues for my my I reviews. Know. But I'd say, you know, probably an eight or a seven at, yeah, at the very least, because I, I was really high, into those. I was surprised at how high I was on the first two, and now I remember why I wasn't. <laughs> I don't recall this series with as much fondness. So, yeah, and and for me as a kid, I mean. Like when when I saw how many panels were on a page in this one, you could tell why I probably zoned out and didn't want to read the thing after a while because this one's just like, what the crap are yeah. you trying to tell me? 
I'm telling you, so, I would not have been. I had to read that a few times today. I would not have been able to follow that one upping as a kid. I would have gotten the basic idea, but I would have not mm-hmm. been able to to follow that. That was too much yeah. trying to trying to be too clever. Yeah. Uh, but did you did you hear did you hear the amazing news that came out today? No, I don't think I did. What What was the No, wait. There was something that can't. What was it? Oh, it, wait, are you talking about the origins? Is that no, that it, or are you no, you going to something else? Uh, the other thing I posted today. You follow my posts, right? Um. Yeah, but sometimes I I don't check all the time. What's What did you do? Did you get what What is it? Oh, the Uno. Yeah, Masters I did see of that. the Universe Uno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, and uh, uh, Aaron Johnson. I, I saw he was like Skeletor three or something like that. Uh, Skeletor like, says, for, "Draw four. Yeah, draw four. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. This, I is, this, is exci- this is exciting to me. And it was it was on the official Masters of the Universe, the Mattel Masters of the Universe Facebook group. So I'm hoping this isn't just like some some prank mock up because. My family loves Uno, and they use that awesome box art um, mm-hmm. artwork on the cards. There, you can see uh, He-Man on Battle Cat. There's a Bashosaurus, a Land Shark, and uh, looks like the Wind Raider over there. So, mm-hmm. if that's true, nice. that's going to be awesome. So, <laughs> me and my family play Uno all the time. No, I I thought you said you were talking about there was there was a post uh, today. Uh, I know David Clark posted it saying yeah, that yeah. the one uh, website was going to have the Origins figures, I think, starting in mo- uh, starting next month, yeah, available man. to order or something. So it's like... They're supposedly going to ship, uh, I can't remember if said earlier or late May, but yeah, supposedly retailers are getting the notice that they're ready to ship in May. So... No, I'm more excited about Masters of the Universe Uno than I am about the well, Origins. So. Yeah... Uh, <laughs> And that and and that's the funny thing. Like you and I were talking about that earlier. I I, I just want to throw that out there because it's it's amusing to me. Real quick is, you know, like I I admitted tonight I'm going to have to have my Masters of the Universe geek card revoked because of the fact the Origins isn't doing much for me. Yeah. The vintage really doesn't do as much for me these days. It's all about classics because classics has been really knocking it out of the park ever since they started and. You know, it's it, it, like it's the weirdest thing to be a geek about this, and everybody has an opinion. Everybody can sure. have their opinions, but it is interesting that it, there is this feeling out there where you know it's all vintage or nothing, and then it's like, and then me, I'm like, oh, it's all classics or nothing, and then it's like now they, we have the it's all origins or nothing, and I'm just there like, can't we all just get along? You know, well, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at, and that's that's why the beauty we of it. This podcast because. Everything has something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And that's my opinion, and you will not take it from me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm not excited for. You know what? I'm not excited for Origins, personally, but I am excited to see my boys heading down the aisle and seeing Origins. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's going to be cool, because I think they'll mm-hmm. get into that. Um, but yeah, for me, I, that the Origins is not one I want to put up on my shelf. But, you know, neither is Vintage. But I get the people who collect Vintage. I get the people who want Origins. I, I get it, but it's just mm-hmm. not for me. And there's there's no right or wrong answer in the fandom. Uh, no. So, 
the one thing, the only thing I really hate is those people who are like, it's this or nothing. Those people yeah. who go, well, you're not a true fan unless you have all the vintage figures or unless you collect this or unless you collect that. And No. If you enjoy He-Man, She-Ra, any of this on any level, you're a true fan. I don't care mm-hmm. what you're able to buy or what you choose to buy or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're all we're mm-hmm. all fans, and we sh- we should all respect that. That's that's and that's what I hate seeing is is the condescendingness from some people. And it's not yeah. a, it's not a lot. It's really not. It's some of them might be pretty loud, but it's not a lot of fans. Most fans are pretty cool, easygoing, and same thing. They get like I get the different aspects of the collecting and everything, even if it's not my cup of tea. But there are those few who just seek to ruin it for everyone. And yeah. we get tired of hearing them, don't we? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, to be honest, in this day and age, I mean, especially, you know, classics being put in quote-unquote hibernation, as Mattel has put it. And, mm-hmm. you know, here we are with uh, two new cartoons about to hit. Yep. The potential of the movie is still somewhat there, although I know you're less it, it, you're less positive about that than some <laughs> from our conversations until there's you a, see a trailer you're not you're not believing a that it's chance it could you happen know. i guess it's, yeah i i know if anyone then, wants to put money on it you know go ahead and <laughs> message me and we'll, we'll all take some wagers um, but uh, uh yeah <laughs> we're we're just we're in an interesting time because here we are. It's going to be going on forty years that this line has been out pretty soon in the in the next couple years, and you know here we are. We're still able to talk about it, and we're still able to have new things coming out for it. So in that way, you know, I'm not I'm never going to tell somebody who wants to have the the origins. Yeah. You know, you suck because this is what you're what you want compared to what I want. There, there is going to be. Uh, it's very much a when I get it in hand, that's when I'll have my opinion. Because right now, I'm going to be honest, it's not grabbing me the way no, that like other neither. things have got. The vintage 2000X and classics were my holy trinity, basically, mm-hmm. of the collecting of this line. And now Origins for me feels kind of like I'd probably buy them and, and hand them to my kid and be like, here's He-Man. This can be yours now. Exactly. And, the, and then Daddy will keep his downstairs. And then my my kid can have a blast going crazy with them, right. and I'll feel like I I don't have to worry about you know any classics figure on my shelf getting taken down and going crazy with you know a three year old at this exactly. point. So that's that's the beauty of it. So. No, that's exactly what I'm looking forward to as well. It's like okay, these are something that they can hunt out in the store, they can play with them. They're at retail prices, which I mean, yeah. it's still around like twelve fifteen bucks a figure nowadays, but still that's that's the average. Any DC guy, you're gonna pick up wrestler, whatever's down the aisle now. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a lot easier to swallow than some of the prices we paid on classics. <clears throat> Don't tell. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> do not tell my wife. Oh dear God. With how many are down here, she's gonna be like, and you did what? You know, like she knows how much is down here. She comes down here and does the laundry, and when she comes down the stairs, she she can look down the hall and she goes what did you do now you know and it's like <laughs> but uh I, they, I honestly i think the one thing that that origins could offer up that i'm very curious about uh, in the long term is what they might do with gray skull 
because if they do reuse the classics gray skull somehow like i i've i've heard they might do that but it has less paint apps possibly Mm -hmm. that would be where my my curiosity would be peaked because if it's gonna be maybe a hundred bucks to buy one of that those instead of you know, mm-hmm. uh, like I've seen it listed for seven hundred to a thousand dollars. Oh nowadays. yeah, it's going ridiculous. It, it, it's it, like for me as somebody that yeah, I was late into the line and I missed out on that one. It's like that for me is my grail. I would love to get my hands on a classic gray skull, but not have to pay a mortgage payment to get it right yeah. now. So and that would be a great way to do it. But otherwise, yeah. like I said, I got to get them in hand. First, yeah, the, so. ve- the vehicles could be fun too because you know you, I've always wanted a fleet of vehicles, but I can't pl- pay classics vehicle prices for a yeah. fleet like that's just crazy talk. So no, there is some Make stuff it. they could do with it that would that would be good. But like I said, for me, the majority of it is just like this could be my kids' line if they if they're into it when they see it down mm-hmm. the down the shelves. So. I'm I'm afraid of uh, my son going into a Target and seeing them because I know when he gets excited he yells. <laughs> and oh, yeah. my son, he he did his little cameo not long ago on the show. <laughs> and the, just the other day, he just raised his arm out of nowhere and did by the power of Grayskull at both me and my wife, nice. and like almost knocked us down with the amount of emphasis he put into <laughs> yelling at us. And it's like I could just picture him at a Target. Going down the aisle, and there it is. He sees He Man, and he'd probably do that then. And everybody will just be looking at us like, What is wrong with you? And I'll just be there grinning, going, like, That's my boy. <laughs> but, but there's going to be that element of, I don't know, well, I don't want everybody to look at us, but I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> so. No, I, I agree. That's that's the dream right there. And if, and if yeah. this Origins can get a whole new generation invested in this line, perfect. That's exactly mm-hmm. what we need. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not the line for me, but it it does have a job that it could do, and if it does it well, I will support it. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I agree with that a lot. So, um, yeah, I guess that's about it. We're, hey, the the end of next month, we finally get to have issue six now. We <laughs> so we 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 not only wrapped up this one, we get to wrap up the multiverse pretty soon, which yes, will be nice yes. as well. So and check out the they got the playlist function over on YouTube. There, I've been grouping you know these comics together, the multiverse comics together, the filmation stuff together. So if you guys are just fans of one kind of genre of masters, check out those playlists. That way, you can get a bunch of episodes that are more catered to your needs all at once. Um, like Sean said, issue six of Multiverse is coming out May 26th, and we are going to get together, we decided, in that we are going to do a live episode that night on YouTube. <laughs> so, uh, time to be determined. we got to hash that out with the wives and the kids and see where we can oh, come yeah. up for a little bit. Um uh- you also mentioned for that one if we wanted to have anybody as a guest possibly jump in. I don't know if that was still an option, but I know uh, originally when you posted it, you were like, "Hey, let us know." And so, is that something that's still possible? Well, yeah. Or? yeah. So we'll go live on YouTube, and so all you listeners there, you'll be able to join us live. There'll be a chat, you know, a live chat down yep. below, and join us there. 
and uh, you know we'll and you'll be able to ask us some questions let us know what, what we got wrong immediately uh rather than sending <laughs> messages afterwards and uh, it should just be a fun time we'll test it out um i upgraded my internet here we've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes you know we've done a couple trial runs on there um so yeah, so we're just seeing if it's something that we we might do a little more often. But we figured this would be a nice little capper to multiverse. We'll review issue six. You guys can join us live on YouTube that night, and I'll put a post up. Go ahead, head over to Facebook group page. Um, I'll put a post up there, and I can set the event on YouTube as well, so all our subscribers get notified uh, once we set an official time. But look for it that that week that the multiverse comic comes out, May twenty sixth. So. All right. Anything else, Shawnee? Mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> I get to go to work now. So. Yeah, I get to go to sleep Yay. so I can go to work early in the morning. <laughs> so with that, please like, share, subscribe, ring that bell so you get notified when we go live because we're going to do it. Um, go over and join our Facebook group page so that you can stay up to date on all the news, all the episodes uh, and you'll know about Masters of the Universe Uno as soon as it comes out uh, check out Sean's uh, art page I got the link down below uh, check out Vaults of Skull because they're a great resource, they've been very helpful to us and you know, kind of looking at some of the stuff that might be a little harder to find or people don't have easy access to uh, mm-hmm. and until next time Until next time.